0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to A.B. Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now.
1: Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, good sir. And happy whichever day you are listening or watching this at home or at work or in your car. To those listening. Right. Or watching. That's right. So today we have i a, 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 I'll say, interesting topic. Um born out of some recent experiences that we've had yep. um, dealing with a potential new client and just how they go about going through the process of deciding whether to work with us, deciding, you know, interviewing other advisors, um, you know, multiple different options. Maybe in this one circumstance, it was they had worked with a firm for many years um, and are now coming to us to help answer some questions and just trying to to guide him through that process of, of making a decision on where he should move next to help guide through that next phase of his life. And, and how do we yeah. as CFPs help play that role?
0: Yeah, and I think that's where we kind of want to start, right? So as much as this is a podcast that we are, you know, clearly trying to share how we do things, what truly is a passion of ours is educating the public, I think, on what they need to know, regardless of whether they're working with us or not. And I mm-hmm. think we as an industry have made it very confusing to differentiate right? How advisors may do things different, what they call themselves truly, you know, in in the instance of this gentleman who was coming with really good questions on what Mm -hmm. he thinks he needed to have answers on that we truly believe is the heart of financial planning, right? How am I going to accomplish these things? He didn't have any of the other background or knowledge on what are the questions I really should be asking to figure out if you're the right fit for me. Um, And I think we take for granted that, you know, we know what those questions should be, we take for granted on knowing what a certified financial planner is. And we also acknowledge, it's not his fault. But our industry does a really, really, really bad job confusing people and misguiding them. So there's my little soapbox. I'll get (laughs) off of it so that we can be productive in this podcast. But yeah, it's definitely something like it goes back to why we started this business. so that we could educate people on what we truly believe financial planning is. So let's just do that. CFP, what does it stand for? Why don't you give us maybe a little groundwork on
1: certified financial planner? Yep, so you already took away answer number one. What does it stand for? (laughs) Okay. CFP stands for certified financial planner um, and it is the highest designation available for those that do financial planning work. Um, so, as our, as our title suggests, you and I are both one of those things, we are each a CFP, um, and I think the statistic right now is that 80, 83,000 CFPs yeah. in, the, in the country, um, and that's among 300,000 or so financial advisors, you know, quote-unquote financial advisors, we'll kind of get into that titling yep. of, of how people present themselves. Yeah, so about one in four um, financial advisors are CFPs, but we'll kind of go down that road too. Not all CFPs are created equal. And I'll, <laughs> I think I'll throw that back to you to kind of go through that. Yeah, because CFP then, um, to understand not just the
0: numbers and the magnitude and what it stands for, you have to have a degree of experience behind that. You can't carry those credentials until you're at least three years experienced in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a credential... You have to go through a pretty rigorous educational and testing process and then on top of that you have to meet certain continuing education requirements over and over again every two years Um, hours hours and hours of education so it's not just Hmm. becoming a cfp but it's maintaining it that i think um is important to kind of understand yeah i guess you know why should that matter to people is the question right? If we say we're CFPs and we think, and we're going to say this, if if you were trying to figure out whether you should be working with a CFP or not, the first question just needs to be, do you want more than asset management or some sort of product? Because if the answer to that is yes, then to us, it should be a non-starter. You need to go find one of these 83,000 people who can and are credentialed to do more, which is going to start in our world with just answering questions of what are you trying to achieve? Um, And those that aren't CFPs, they may say they're financial planners, they're allowed to call themselves financial planners.
1: They Mm -hmm. can't call
0: themselves certified financial planners. But there's a classic example of how our industry just messes this up. Somebody can call themselves a financial planner. And to me, that sounds a lot like a certified financial
1: planner, doesn't (laughs) it? (laughs) It's only one word off.
0: Yeah, right. So close.
1: Um, But yeah, there's a lot to that. Yeah. So in my head, it's, it's, the difference between a specialist and a, a general practitioner, right? And okay. thinking about it from a, from a medical perspective, right? You go to your primary care physician, they're they're the general general practitioner. They are the they know a lot about mm-hmm. a lot of different things, but they may not be specialized in any one specific area. You know, you, you need knee surgery, you're probably not going to your primary care physician to get that done. I don't know if this is an apt analogy or not. You'll tell me <laughs> that it's not. But in in our world, if if we are truly doing planning work, right, not just investment management, but let's look at someone's entire financial picture, then yes, you we certainly believe wholeheartedly that if if you want those types of questions answered, right, where we see it in around yeah. retirement, it's yeah, can I can I retire? What is it gonna take for me to retire? What do I need to save? well, when should I elect social security? I have this pension, what should I do with it? If you want those questions answered with some data behind them, that has no focus necessarily on, well, should I be owning 10% in this large cap growth fund or should I be owning 5%? That's completely unrelated. Yeah, and that's what really, again, thinks
0: about our industry because I think we've done a, a horrible job um, presenting this as that's what planning is. It's answering really important questions that, by the way, is not a conflict of interest to lead you to some sort of product or investment solution, right? Mm-hmm. We get very frustrated when somebody calls themselves a financial planner and says, well, I, I do that for free. Like, I'll give you a financial plan. Well, what's behind that? <laughs> like, what is the, what's the conflict then that's leading you to actually caring about the solution that I'm going to need? It, yeah. If you are a certified financial planner, you have to be a fiduciary we don't like that word because people don't. It's another yeah. buzzword in the industry. Yeah. What does it mean? Let's use the, the analogy of the butcher and the dietitian, right? It's our favorite way to describe this. If, mm-hmm. if you go to the butcher because you want to go get some meat, you go in there expecting that the butcher is going to sell you a piece of meat, right? And, and maybe he knows more about meat than anybody else. So you trust him to tell you what, is the best meat for what you're looking for. Yeah. Is the is the butcher going to look at you, do a chart, do all your labs and go, "You know what, Adam? A little big in the waist right now. Hey, Whew. maybe Adam's. maybe you <laughs> maybe you need to go down the street and, you know, buy some fish. That's mm-hmm. probably what is in your best interest." Hey, by the way, maybe you should be pairing this with some more fruits and vegetables, you know, cholesterol's a little high, right? The butcher's not going to do that. If you truly want objective advice, what is best for your situation, i.e., the financial planning questions that you have to reach your goals, don't you need a dietitian? And that's yeah, that's kind of the point. The butcher could say
1: that they, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll give you diet advice, no problem. Are they so, <laughs> are they qualified so is, to do that? This is where I have to speak up and say uh, I am the son of a butcher. So hi, <laughs> Dad. He was a butcher for for thirty years. Um, but yeah, this is nothing a, a diet- against butchers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it it's it's the perf. It's the it's the best analogy that we have to kind of tr- try to compare what maybe you know a, an investment manager versus a financial planner. The financial planner being the dietitian that is truly looking at your whole situation and trying to give you unbiased advice in your best interest, not necessarily just right. You know, plugging a product into a potential solution. And again,
0: let us I'm going to blame our industry a little bit, right? Yeah. Because for how many years, if you asked a question to a, a potential financial planner, financial advisor, whatever the heck they call themselves, if you just mm-hmm. asked the question, how do you get paid? The answer was through our products and services. Yeah. Um, do people really want to pay consulting fees, financial planning fees? M- maybe not, but that's why you should ask the question, um, mm-hmm. because I think it leads to again, trying to avoid conflicts of interest, the fiduciary, that whole idea of the dietitian is I'm going to put your interest. I'm compensated to give you suitable advice. I'm not compensated by the transaction, by you right. choosing a pork chop or a steak. Like that's not right. how I'm compensated. And I yep. think that's where the industry needs to kind of admit that they have made planning seem more like we're gonna we're gonna dig a big hole. We're gonna throw you in it. We're gonna save you from that hole. We've got the tools to pull you back out of it with all this smart and sophisticated stuff. And by the mm-hmm. way, it's just to lead to some sort of solution that we can, you know, put in front of you that you'll buy.
1: <laughs> yeah, here's here's the invoice for getting you out of that hole. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> somewhere
0: along the line. You could go one step further and say, if I'm truly working with a certified financial planner, then their values and how they're compensated should actually be tied to my success in kind of getting to where mm-hmm. I want to get to. And by the way, that's going to be answering questions, like you said, that may have nothing to do with investments.
1: Yeah, and that's I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where my mind went next of, okay, so we kind of explained all of, all of that back, back story of, of that. But let's say someone is sitting in front of multiple different advisors going through that process of trying to decide who they work with one of the key points for us is what kind of questions are you being asked? And that can be um, a bit of a tell when it comes to what may come out of that process, right? It's we've said it before we, and we don't want to belittle it, but the, the, the actual number crunching and the, that financial planning part is not complicated. Right. Right, It shouldn't it's some pretty basic fundamentals that you check some boxes. Yeah, it, it's, it's fairly straightforward and simple. However, the difficult part is making sure that we are asking the right questions. So in their case, that the advisor is asking them those probing questions to really get to the heart of what are they looking to accomplish? What is important to them? And then let's find that strategy that actually fits yeah. them specifically, right? This is not a one-size-fits-all type of thing. So, those questions like what is
0: financial planning? It's not what's your social security going to be or what's in that (laughs) pension account. It needs to be the hard and tough questions of why does this matter to you? You know, at the end of the day, what are you really looking to accomplish? And we know, and we're trying to get better at this, you know, Mm -hmm. life planning and goal planning is the hard part. It's because sometimes people don't know exactly what they want, and that's okay. But then, I think it's a certified financial planner's job to be asking those tough questions to get to those answers. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, any advice that we give is irrelevant if it's not motivating people to take the right actions and do the right things. And I I think that, that really has to be the end goal for anybody that's truly in this industry for the right reasons to guide people to where they want to get to. Right. Yeah. And look, we can make this a little plug for ourselves. That's why we put our money where our mouth is. You know, you're a certified financial planner. I am too. Holly's getting there, you know, and even Devin, she's, my gosh, a, a master's in supply chain management and logistics. Do you wanna talk about getting from A to B and having a process <laughs> to do it? Um, you know, we're yeah. we're lucky to have her on the team. And that's kind of the point. It's supposed to be a support system for clients. That's not just push this product. All right, next person through the door. Yeah. Um, if you're truly doing financial planning, that probably requires an ongoing relationship, which means you need yeah. a team of people that can help you through it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I got nothing to add to that.
0: All right. Well, then we must've done our job. Um, I guess cool. I'd go one, one step further. Um, certified financial planners are not all created equal to, mm-hmm. so let's acknowledge that there are some people in this industry that were doing the right thing, I think, by going and getting their certified financial planner designation, but that may not mean that they're doing financial planning, right? Because they may be able to answer that one question that you may ask, are you a CFP, are are you a fiduciary, Mm -hmm. but -hmm. if they still have a business model or still have the conflict of using that as a means to push you into some sort of process, that's not what's best for you, they're still
1: able to do that, right? Yeah, I, I would hope that that would be the minority of, of the 80,000 or 83,000 CFPs. Um, but yeah, there there are certainly examples that it is a marketing tool for some more than it is the way that they actually do business with clients. So our
0: suggestion, right, to our, our listening audience and trying to give them some tools here, if you're in the search for Financial planning, and it's a good start to to look up certified financial planners. I think the follow up question can be, "What is your core competency? You know, what is your experience in doing this? And experience isn't well. I've been in the business for 13 years. Um, yeah. How many bats do they have
1: actually getting somebody through retirement? <laughs> yeah, we. we I, I. I. It. It hit me. I. I read an article a couple of years ago, and it. It has stuck with me ever since. It was somebody writing in to an. Uh, an investment piece, and it was, should I hire a financial advisor to help me go through this retirement process? And of course, the person answering the article was also a CFP, and they said unequivocally yes, because if you put yourself in the consumer's shoes, they are going to make that retirement decision, hopefully one time. Right. Us as advisors have gone through it multiple times, we know the nuances, we've led people through that experience, we have the experience of, of going through that and knowing the, the, the tips, the tricks, the pitfalls that exist. Um, but so to your point, it's, it's not necessarily just years in the business, but how often have you actually done this specific task and what is your experience that I as the consumer can rely on to help avoid some of those negative items? Right, so I think
0: that is the key thing and why it's okay for people to ask that follow-up question, right? How do you get paid what are your conflicts of interest? What are your core competencies? And what is your experience in doing what I'm asking you to do, which is getting yeah. me from A to B and answering some specific questions around life transitions? I know we usually lean towards retirement, but right. you know, loss of spouse, it's creating yeah. an estate plan. It's you know, young accumulators trying to get things in, in order for their kids or you know, building their wealth, whatever it is. What is your, what is your core competency and experience in doing what I I need done? That is a fair question to ask on the front end. Yeah. All right. Anything else? CFPs, certified financial planners, seek them out. Ask the questions. Yeah. Yeah. And see what questions they ask you. Yeah. That can be telling.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. All right. Go be a CFP. You
0: too. We out there. Later. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.